Hello, everyone. We're so glad you could join us today for a conversation on two key focus areas of ISACA, digital trust and information technology. I'm Betsy Estes, Director of Content Development at ISACA, and with me is Kevin Key, ISACA's IT Professional Practices Lead. Kevin, thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Betsy. So, Kevin, to start us out, IT is a pretty broad term. When we think about IT professionals, who are we talking about? Like, what kind of jobs are these people doing? Network engineers, sysadmins, DBAs, red team pen testers, and ethical hackers, and many more of these IT professionals that basically make our operating systems run efficiently, effectively, and hopefully securely on top of applications and networks. So those are just some of the people that we're talking about today. Great. So really a pretty broad group of people. Mm -hmm. So um, ISACA released a state of digital trust survey, and I thought it was interesting that unprompted, only about 29% of respondents felt very or extremely familiar with the term digital trust. So obviously defining what we're going to be talking about here is, is pretty important. So before we dive into the specifics, let's uh, define digital trust. So Kevin, what does digital trust mean from an IT perspective? Sure. So, so first we have to understand what it means from a general perspective from ISACA. So it's the confidence in the integrity of relations, interactions, and transactions among providers and consumers with an associated digital ecosystem. So basically, this comes down to how can we increase digital trust from an IT perspective? But the answer to that is it must be baked into IT operations, policies, procedures. So basically how IT plays in the six DT domains, and I'm actually going to talk about that in a little bit uh, and break down what each domain means in terms of an IT perspective. Great, thanks. So I think you touched on this a little bit, but so why is information technology such an important component of digital trust? Sure. So IT is a core piece of the digital part of digital trust. However, it breaks down to the overall concept of trust, not only digitally, but physically as well. If you don't establish that trust from a person-to-person basis, digital uh, transaction basis, uh, you're not going to be very trustworthy in, in terms of sales. Uh, so without IT, an organization will have a hard time being super trustworthy digitally, not only digitally, but in the real world and the virtual world. So it's a very important piece that's got to be baked in to the overall component of digital trust. Great. And how are IT professionals, including so many of ISACA's members, already supporting and advancing digital trust? Absolutely. So let's break it down. I mentioned the six uh, domains uh, before, so let's go through each one. So with culture, uh, IT operations is a critical factor and can be positive and or negative in the culture of the business. For emergence, being able to understand and adapt to trends allows technology to be modern and up-to-date. For enabling and support, it's in the name. IT operations enables and supports an organization's uh, objectives. Uh, for human factors, there are people behind computers. Uh, without humans, though, uh, technology is going to be pretty irrelevant. For direct and monitor, basically governance. So governance plays a huge part in IT, but not only IT, but IT security as a whole. And then architecture is pretty self-explanatory. So IT is the technical structure of an enterprise and supports those overall functions. So basically to tie it up all together, the six domains really basically enforce the IT uh, component in advancing digital trust. Great. And I, you may have already said this, but uh, the domains that you're talking about are part of the digital trust ecosystem framework, which we'll talk about again in a, in a little bit here. 
That standard digital trust survey that I mentioned earlier, only two thirds of respondents to that said that their organizations prioritize digital trust in line with its level of importance. So what more can IT professionals do to drive digital trust initiatives within their organization? Absolutely. So I think IT does a lot already um, in terms of driving digital trust initiatives. However, I think there is room for improvement. And, and I think it comes down to communication, uh, the soft skills behind IT, IT professionals. So kind of removing some of those stereotypes of, you know, uh, I'm in the basement and uh, I'm just typing away, hacking away, uh, configuring systems, you know, without actually communicating what you're doing, kind of being away from society. So basically removing those stereotypes and, and communicating what you're doing, what IT operations is doing, uh, not only to your peers, uh, to other people in your company, but your managers as well. So basically relaying that technical information, that technical jargon uh, to your managers so they can comprehend and they can understand basically the basics of what you're talking about and, and basically transforming that technical jargon that the bits and bytes, if you will, to words that can be used for meaning in terms of planning, organization. So basically that communication aspect is uh, room for improvement when it comes to driving digital trust initiatives within an organization. Yeah, for sure. That translation of uh, technical to, you know, technical speak to, to putting things in ways that, that everyone across the organization can understand is so important especially when we think about the digital trust framework, which really encompasses a lot of different areas. So digital trust um, can be impacted by many factors, and some of those are outside of the organization. So what are some of the key touch points between an organization and its suppliers or vendors or other members of the supply chain um, regarding digital trust? Yeah, absolutely. So ISAP is releasing different lenses to view the original framework. So basically different ways to see and uh, expect the way the framework is going to act in, in different lenses. Uh, so one of those lenses is uh, information security. And that's a huge focus in this question of suppliers, vendors, supply chain, because you can be secure, but unless you understand uh, how your vendors are operating in terms of security, you're not exactly secure. So uh, basically, with the suppliers, vendors, supply chain, you can be secure all you want, but as long as you uh, follow the policies and procedures of how these other organizations are operating, uh, you don't know exactly your security posture. So that's a huge uh, touch point, it's a huge challenge for you to understand not only your suppliers and vendors, but how the supply chain of each organization is operating in terms of not only availability, not only integrity, but confidentiality and, and the security aspects based, based in that. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're really only as secure as, as everybody else is in, in that sense. So as many people watching may have heard, ISACA is developing a digital trust ecosystem framework. This is something that's very near and dear to uh, Kevin and me here. While the digital trust ecosystem framework is meant for many audiences, how will IT professionals find it particularly useful? Yeah, absolutely. So the obvious answer here is IT managers, IT directors, and IT leaders uh, and others. But uh, that's basically the obvious answer in, in terms of ways that you're uh, governing, managing, directing an organization and the typical uses of frameworks. However, with that being said, technical people use frameworks all the time, whether they know it or not, whether they know the specific processes and procedures, 
within or the controls within a certain framework, they're following that whether they know it or not. So for, for example, if you're using MITRE ATT&CK, Cyber Kill Chain, uh, NIST, ISO, COVID, uh, whether you know the ins and outs of a particular framework, you're using it in your everyday lives. So uh, I don't see uh, the DTEF being any different than these. Uh, there are going to be managers and leaders that understand completely the ins and outs of the framework, and they're going to be technical people that use it uh, for trustworthy purposes, for supply chain purposes, for security purposes, and, and so much more. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't see this any differently, and I'm hoping for a great adaptation for the uh, framework itself. Absolutely. All right, um, let's shift to some broader questions here. From your perspective, Kevin, what are some of the biggest trends and priorities in IT right now? So if you would have asked a few years ago from emerging technologies, right, uh, cloud would have been a huge part of that. However, today, as it stands, cloud is here and cloud's here to stay. And the deployment uh, models that you're going to be using are here in the right now. So that's the priority in IT right now. Uh, software as a service, infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, and how you're using these cloud deployments. Also, IT security specifically, endpoint security, how you're controlling your desktop, your mobile phones, and other devices from an endpoint standpoint, that's it, huge in, in IT right now. And basically locking down those devices, allowing for availability, but also keeping security in mind. So to wrap it all, basically cloud deployments and endpoint security, I see are the two big trends in IT right now. Great, I'm sure the shift to, that a lot of people did to remote work during the last few years has, has really impacted that a lot as well. So what technologies that are impacting IT do you see kind of on the horizon? Yeah, you already hit it, Betsy. So right. any technologies that are transforming the future of work are impacting IT on the horizon. Uh, there are still some companies that are using uh, on-site work uh, back in the office, some hybrid, some remote. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that, you know, the future of remote work is here to stay. Uh, so basically any technologies, whether it be, you know, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, uh, cloud models, any technologies that are transforming the future of work, whether it be rapidly at the start of pandemic or slowly over time to adapt to, to these huge question marks on, on remote work. So that would be on the horizon in the next couple of years and, and moving forward are, are going to be huge. Great. Yep. And I bet that that leads nicely into this next question that I have for you. Can you talk about some of the newest IT resources um, that we have here in ISACA? Absolutely. So uh, speaking about the future of remote work, uh, we released, ISACA released a great resignation white paper uh, last week, basically covering the topics of operational and organizational resilience. It's a great paper. So feel, uh, make sure you check that out. Um, upcoming is a demystified Linux uh, white paper uh, coming out uh, later this year, basically covering, it's not necessarily a Linux 101 paper, but it's covering uh, important pieces of why Linux is important to IT professionals and IT related professionals, such as you know audit governance, uh, risk, and, and how it can be used not only for work, but outside of work. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. I'm, I'm a really huge uh, Linux fan. So make sure you check out uh, that white paper later this year. Definitely. I know next to nothing about Linux, so I'm uh, very much looking forward to reading that one. Um, and then in regards to digital trust, I mentioned earlier the State of Digital Trust Survey. Those can be found at www.isaka.org forward slash digital hyphen trust. 
So thanks again, Kevin. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.